Welcome to my existential life crisis. This is a podcast about how pop culture helps me deal. I'm your host, Russell Heiss. And I'm your other host, Chastity Heiss. So, we, uh, this weekend has been kind of tough. I, the whole week was really tough. This was a, this was a real tough one. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we, I think a lot of people had a hard week this week. Yeah, even our kids were mm-hmm. kind of off this week. I'm, but from other people that I've talked to, it seems like uh, a scattered, isolated events. Yeah, definitely. I mean, nothing crazy traumatic happened. It was just one of those weeks where things kept piling on. Yeah. And you'd start feeling like you were getting ahead, and then something else would come and sweep the leg, and you'd be down for the count again. Yeah. Yeah, it um, it started out with uh, being late for work and a tow truck picking up a car. Yeah, and the then Tuesday rolls around, and uh, we got tattooed, which was fun. It was great. It was our first time actually getting tattooed together. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's uh, well, actually, I think the first time that you got tattooed with me. Or that not with me, but was with me while I got tattooed was when I got my chest finished in New York. It absolutely was, but I wasn't getting tattooed no. then. Like I said, we've been in tattoo parlors together before several times, but never with both of us there together getting tattooed by the same artist. Yeah. Like in Spain and Germany, one of us would watch the kids while the other one was getting tattooed. Oh my gosh. And that makes us sound like, um, what's that word, phrase about something parents like? Bad parents, but <laughs> like some some smart technical term. I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure because well, I don't think that makes us sound like bad parents. Spain was easier because uh, there was a beautiful park. Well, and it was gorgeous weather. It yeah. was mm-hmm. no big deal. Germany, Germany? <laughs> it was like negative twelve degrees. It was so fucking cold, uh-huh. and I tried to take the kids out for a bit, but they were just miserable. As was I. It was so yeah. cold. So well, then we ended up spending. Many, many oh, way too long. hours way too long. with two kids in a tattoo shop in a foreign country. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed getting tattooed there and yeah. having that experience. Definitely. It was really interesting and entertaining. Our kids both were like, you know, some of the flash on the wall is not appropriate for children. Uh, absolutely not. But, it, and I know you guys are going to bust our balls over this deal, but it was funny. There was a couch in the, in the waiting area, and it was... And like that was our that was our whole day. Like I took the kids out while yeah. you were getting. I guess the challenge there was that um, as much as I tried to prepare for this, our tattooer did not prepare for no. it. No, no, um, he did not. He did killer work, but like I was like, I want this, and then he's like, okay, and we show up when he's technically on vacation. Yeah, so that was kind of a cluster. But regardless, our kids were champs. I mean, they were tired. For sure. I we was were, tired. Well, we were all tired, yeah. but it's also the only tattoo shop I've ever been to that allowed kids in. I think they made an exception for us. Right. But I can't imagine any other place that we've ever been to making an <laughs> exception <laughs> because it's just, it's not, it's not a kid environment. No. But regardless. But Germany. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> regardless. Um, so Tuesday night. Tuesday getting night tattooed we got tattooed. Together mm-hmm. was awesome. Also took. Yeah. Longer 
then expected. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> Our bedtime's like nine, nine, dude, we're between so nine old, and ten. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I am. We're useless after eight thirty. Right. <laughs> totally. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm off duty. Checked out. That's it. But so Tuesday was good, but that you know threw us off a little bit, and then just little stupid things kept happening. I had weird encounters with clients. The kids had you know, weird encounters at school, things kept going awry with you and the office. And anyway, yeah. long story short, it's been a week. We so made it. We did. We and this weekend through. has been great. Weekend was fun. Really sort good of. weekend. And so um, now I am ready to yeah. uh, have have a, a better start a better week. to week. So... So a lot of people get hung up on Mondays. They're like, mm, "It's Monday, am I right?" And I'm like, "You know what? It's just another day of the week for me." Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't <clears throat> care about that. That's so, a big deal to me. Yeah, every Monday, at least three people talk about it being a Monday to me. Yeah. And my response is always, "It doesn't really matter what day of the week it is." No, it really doesn't. So I am definitely not a I hate Mondays Garfield kind of person, but I have unfortunately become the TGIF person. I have, as I've gotten older, been really, really fucking excited oh, yeah. for Fridays to get here. And I, I I don't know if I like that about myself, but, you know, there That's it is. funny. There it is. I'm, like, so stoked for Friday. Well, I look forward to Fridays for a multitude of reasons. Many reasons. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which is that it's family pizza and movie night, yeah. which is, like... Kind of the pinnacle of the week. I mean, it's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so much fun. The kids mm-hmm. love it. We love it. It's great. So you heard us talk about this before is our pizzas. And we said it ain't no Papa John shit. That's right. But, I mean, Papa John's is good in its own way. And so are the other shops. I got nothing against them. Sure. There's nothing wrong with fast food. Fast food pizza. Sure. And Fine. Like, is it really fast food pizza? Because it's it's still quality ingredients. I mean, sure. As whatever. As they can get. It's. For the yeah, price. Yeah, I, I just know. don't even put it in the same category. No. But while we are. We are not a sponsor, are, by the way. No, God, no. So while we are on the subject, this kind of leads into our topic for the day. Oh, yeah, movies. Which is movies. Mm-hmm. Movies that my husband loves that I hate. Okay. <laughs> Get prepared for this and buckle up. Uh, there. Uh, do you guys remember the. Family Guy episode with Peter Griffin that was like, you know what really grinds my gears? Uh, we've been talking about that, and yes, we're going to have a uh, an ongoing thing that's stuff that I don't like. Yes. And it's going to be controversial. <laughs> I have already done a little Facebook post about bands I don't like. Oh, yeah. I got a whole lot of shit from oh, friends. Oh, yeah. People get, people get real worked up about it. I mean, well, you also went so far as to create a Spotify playlist of songs That's that right. you specifically I forgot hate, about the playlist. Which is where a lot of the shit talking came from. Oh, so, yeah. I kept adding new songs. So and it's people... hysterical because every song is bound to piss somebody off, right? And that's kind of what this topic is. There are things that we all feel very deeply about that and those are really personal to us like what we like and what we don't and as well as russell and i get along we disagree on a lot of shit and movies is probably going to be the biggest one i think yes i think you are correct movies and 
my idea of what family adventures should be. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a completely different podcast. But, yes. You call me Sparky. You are Sparky. He is Clark Griswold. 1,000%. Actually, let's circle back because I love telling this story. Okay. So we're in Spain. Yeah. I think it was you were finishing getting tattooed, Mm -hmm. and our tattooer was like, or no, it was me. I was the last one. And our tattooer was like, we were like, we're foodies. We love to eat. Where do you recommend we go? And she gives us two spots. And uh, one of them is this place called Barmut. And I wish I could remember where it is, but she was yeah. like, Dustin Hoffman. Was it Dustin Hoffman? Uh, I can't remember. Some famous celebrity, like big time celebrity, like yeah. has their food delivered. Delivered because he from loves there their food. When he so lands much. at the airport. It's yeah. incredible. Right. And then the other place was this. She was like, there's a really good Japanese place around the corner from here. Yeah, she was like, we were talking about the kids and how they love sushi. Our daughter, most especially, loves sushi. And this gorgeous Spanish woman who was tattooing us was like, oh, well, if you like sushi, there's this great Japanese place around the corner. Like, you know, you walk down this little alley, you might walk past it because it's very unassuming, but they have great food. You guys should go there. And we're like, done. Sold. We're on our way. So we get back from the zoo after taking the kids, and we walk up into this bitch looking like the Griswolds. 100%. There's a fucking Michelin star on the wall. Yes. And we are, I mean, we just came from the zoo. We are literally in, like, tank tops and shorts and, like, Mm flip-flops, you know, just straight up, as my friend Patrick would have said, wearing the big old flaming tee for tourists. Oh, yeah. We obviously are tourists. We walk in this place that's dimly lit, um, gorgeous, and you kind of have to walk down a hallway to get to the food. And it is a top-notch, Michelin-starred, Japanese chef's-tasting restaurant. What's it called? Omakashi. Oh, gosh. I'm so bad at it. Do you mean the the style of food? The the style of tasting menu that we got there was that omakashi. Omakasi. Omakasi. And if we're saying this wrong, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Noah. But, yeah. They just, you pick the tasting and they just keep bringing you food and you have no idea what you're going to get next. And we're sitting at the bar watching these chefs prepare this food. It was absolutely incredible experience. But we could not have looked more out of place in appearance. Not by what we were eating because we loved it. it our kids ate it up. It was yeah. tremendously, it, I'd, I'd put it in one of the top five best meals of my life. Like, I'm not kidding. It was amazing. It was amazing. remarkable. My my glass of kava was never empty. I would turn around and the server had just filled it up when I wasn't looking. The food just kept coming. I mean, we were there for like, what, three and a half hours? Yeah, it was an afternoon. And we were totally, wildly unprepared for this. Completely. I mean, what a pleasant surprise. It was fantastic. <laughs> but Sparky over here, like, he's right. We, we looked like the freaking Griswolds rolling in there, which we will file under movies that we both love. And yep. I love it. Probably more than Russell. Well, now, which ones do you like? No, no, Christmas Vacation. There's only one. I mean, there are others fine. Okay. Okay. All right, now, on to the topic, (laughs) sir. On to the topic. Let's move on. All right. What's number one on your list? Well, I didn't make this list in order of what I like most versus what you dislike. Right, right, right. It's just things that we thought of. Things that came to the forefront of my mind. Quicksilver with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, 
not really a fan. I love that movie. I know you love that movie. Why do you love that movie? Okay, it's got everything. It's got he's winning at a as a stock market broker or trader. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't know what his job is, right. and I haven't. He's a big wig. I've legit not. He's a medium wig. Okay. I have legit not seen this movie in probably seventeen years. Okay, maybe maybe a little less. Anyway, he so. He makes a bad trade, does something, gets blackballed from the from the from the floor or whatever it is in the stock market that and he goes back home and his parents are like, Oh, poor dude, you should go into I don't remember. And we have done literally no research. No, none, none whatsoever. Zero. That's part of our charm. But then he discovers cycling. Yes. And like, you know, I'm sure all of our cyclist friends are like, Fuck yeah. Right, and we this have a, a lot great. of cyclist friends. We do. A we lot. Do. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a movie where Kevin finds himself in cycling, and I don't remember how it ends. Okay, so here, here's my take on this, on why you love this movie. A, Kevin Bacon. No, I, like Kevin. I know you love Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. B, we both love Footloose. I know you love Footloose. I do we love both Footloose. love Footloose. And yeah. to me, I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm usually not. I think that this is like Footloose Part Two for you. It is Ooh. Kevin Bacon again finding himself and making a change and making a difference. So now little Ren is all grown up and he's like, you know. Okay. I love redemption movies. Oh, you're such a sucker yes. I for love an underdog redemption story. Hundred yes. yes. percent. Yes, you are. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. It just occurred to me now as we were sitting here. Yeah. But I know one of the reasons I dislike this movie and have absolutely zero desire to ever watch it again, and I know I'll get shit for this, I don't like riding a bike. Yeah. I don't. And I know that that is like a stupid thing not to like. I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> Everyone in the family has a bike. I used to. I, I gave sold. it away. Yeah. No, we, I gave it away. Yeah, I, gave it, even... I gave it to a, a young boy that oh, needed it. you did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't enjoy it. I don't feel comfortable on a bike. I don't feel confident on a bike. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. And I'm not a, a wimpy kind of person. But I just don't like it. So I really don't, really, mm. really don't want to watch a movie about cyclists. Sorry to all of our cyclist friends. As I said, oh, we have a lot. It's but, good. yeah, it's just like, ugh, no thanks. I'll pass. All right. Next up, any black and white movie. Uh, yeah. Kiss of Death. Uh-huh. Thing. So I would. Damn, I would, that's so true. It's such a good one. Yeah. I would also say that that could fit into the same, like, TV show. I love the original black and white Twilight Zones. I loved them as a kid. Yeah. Oh, I still love them. There is something incredibly magical and uh, uh, mysterious about them. They were so well done. Yeah, that is true. It was my first introduction into scary shows and scary movies. Yes, but black and white is the topic here. Black and white, yeah. Yep, black and white. Mm -hmm. I don't like them. (laughs) And I can get, I can look past that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you totally can. Mm -hmm. I Uh, cannot. Was it WandaVision? Oh, like WandaVision first, bugged first the bit. shit out of me at first. I was like, 
please tell me this whole thing is not in black and white. And I'm sitting here saying, please tell me they're not all in black and white. And I knew that they weren't. <laughs> but I, I was like, I want to be into this, but I cannot have my wife not yeah. like this. And just not be into we it. Gotta, we got to figure it out. And I mean, the show in the end was all oh, right. Oh, oh, I really loved it. it I good. thought it was great. Uh-huh. But and here's the, the other thing about me is that if I'm not into something, that's fucking it, man. Like yeah. I'm just done. I'm done. I will wash my hands of it. I'm the guy that wants all the options. Yes, yes. And I'm like, here's five options. You're like, I like that one. I'm like, okay, but what about these other five? You're like, nope. I told you I wanted that one. I already said what done. I said. Done. Done. All right. <laughs> okay, black and white movies. Yes. Black and white movies. Sorry. Can't, don't like them. Can't do it. DC cab with Mr. T. I can't. Okay. I just can't. It's it's so it's it's like it's like Quicksilver because it's about a cab company. Right? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a redemption story, right? I, I don't know. I really haven't seen it. <laughs> you won't let me watch it, and I don't. <laughs> Not have, with me. I don't have any time to watch it on my own. I know. I and I have it on DVD, for goodness sakes. Dude, that's going to have to be a Sunday afternoon where you just come out here to the loft and watch that by yourself. I don't like watching movies by myself. Though. Yeah, and see, that's the other problem. Yeah. But I just can't, man. Mr. T is such a specific character. And I just, like, <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys that he's always playing Mr. T. Like, that's just it. <laughs> I'm pretty the fool. Right. I knew that was coming. Um, I know you love do. Mr. T. So it's just such a fucking joke that I can't. <laughs> Mr. T was such a fantastic transition from wrestler to uh, actor. Oh, look, I love the A team. You want to watch the old school mm-hmm. A team? I will watch that shit all day long. The A team yeah. was my jam. I love and still love that show. And Mr. T belongs there. He does not belong. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, it was a really shitty movie. Oh, well, sure. And let, let's let be clear, for the record, we're not talking about debating whether a movie is quality cinema oh, yeah. or not. We are <laughs> literally not having that discussion. So if that's what you're expecting, you'll be sorely disappointed. We're no. going to talk about some shitty movies and some good ones. Yeah. Or, you know, quality film, quality. I guess, that I just don't like. Yeah. It's just not my thing. But, yeah. All right. So I don't remember anything about the whole thing with DC Cab, except Mr. T was in it, and you don't like it, and it's an ongoing joke in the family. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Spaceballs? I like Spaceballs. Yeah. But I think that's one of those movies. I mean, there's some great, great one-liners in there. You know, I put that up there with, like, Airplane and that sort of movie, where yeah. there's some great quotable one-liners, but also some really crazy cringy, uncomfortable, oh, yeah. and also not appropriate to this day and age. What was uh, it that we talked about? Our social... Social consciousness. Social consciousness. You know, there are movies that I might have liked the first time I watched them back in the 80s, but if I tried to watch it now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that is awful. They're yeah. racist, they're sexist, they're misogynistic, and, you know, times have changed. And again, I don't have time for that shit, and so... I didn't have time for it then, but I think when I was younger, you know, you may not recognize the import of what you're watching. I mean, you couldn't pay me to watch 16 Candles right now. Yeah, that is kind of a shitty movie. Oh, my gosh. I never realized it until what what has been brought up recently about 16 Candles? Well, basically that like. Well, not not specifically the topic 
portion of it that what's his weebly little name is what's what's it what's the one nerdy dude who like like creeps on her oh yeah what's his name right now oh man i can picture a stupid face but i can't think of his name right now and i'm sure Anyone who's listening to this is yelling the name at <laughs> yelling his name at their <laughs> their whatever they listen to their podcast on, um, but yeah, no, there's so much about yeah, he like, was a total creep. Yeah, like, but there's so much about like crazy. rape culture and yes. you know misogyny. It's just mm-hmm. gross, racist, racist stereotypes. Awful. It's been in like memes and such. Oh yeah, it's just all over the place. Shitty that movie really is. Right, but so. Yeah, we're not talking about quality cinema here. We're just talking about things that mm-hmm. Russell would enjoy watching yeah. again, and I refuse. All so, right. but Spaceballs did yeah. not age well, along no. with Air- Airplane. No. And I God, loved no. Airplane. Oh Airplane was gosh. a fantastic yes. movie. It was hilarious. Loved it. But now I'm like, it, so it many yeah. really wrong like making fun of stereotypes. Yeah, and like I just everything. can't. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Absolutely not. All right. Next up, Strange Brew with Rick Moranis. Here we go and again. The other dude. I don't remember the other dude's name. But I have a hard time with stupid movies for the sake of being stupid. And I love stupid movies. I know for the you sake do. That they are stupid. Yes, you will laugh relentlessly at them and repeat the lines back to me. And again, just like that meme you shared with me the other day, like husband tells stupid joke, wife ignores him. Husband says it again louder. Oh no, I heard you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me. I heard you. I don't find it funny. I yeah. just mm-hmm. Strange Brew is if you weren't aware <laughs> About a couple of friends who I think like try to break into a brewery and it's like overtaken by some aliens. I don't remember. I it's don't a even know. Movie. I just know it's Rick a wonderful movie. Being Canadian, drinking beer, but it's just such a stupid, <laughs> stupid movie. Ugh. All right. So then uh, next up is uh, one you brought to the table here, Little Monsters, with yeah. uh, Howie Mandel and Fred Savage. And yeah, yeah. Um, what the one of the bad guys from Home Alone? Oh right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Russell has this deep, deep nostalgia for movies from his childhood. Like I know all of us do. Like there are all of us have movies that from our childhood we they just hold a special place in our heart and we love them and they're just super meaningful to us. And it is, this is one of those that I put in that category for you because you are such a dreamer and because you are so continually full of hope and optimism and like starry eyed wonder yes. and magic. But the awe. Right. The awe is the big the thing. All that, um, the, 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 the child's mind yes. holds. Yes, right? absolutely. The, the infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. And you that, wake up from a dream and you swear it was real. Yes. And that is you. Mm-hmm. You And so this movie falls into that category for sure. It's one of those deeply nostalgic movies for you. And I just don't get it. <laughs> it's not, um, not that I don't get your childhood nostalgia and the awe like that's one of the reasons I love you so very much is that's one of your most beautiful charming 
qualities. I adore that in you. I don't get it with this movie. Like, it just doesn't appeal to me in that same regard. And I didn't watch it as a kid. Like, I never saw it until you. Um, I didn't either. You didn't watch it as a kid? No. Well, then that totally blows my whole theory. No, no, no. Like, you're there. You're right. And, oh, my gosh. So it just reminds you of that childhood? Well, it's all part of it. Okay. So, um... What's what's fascinating is that you're telling, uh, sharing about my my awe and all the the wonderment that I love to have about my my childhood. Uh, my imagination is wildly vivid, and I've shared this story with you before, and I love sharing it in general. Uh, when I was about uh, six years old, we were living in Germany, and I think there could be no better country. Uh, than to be a six-year-old than uh, Germany or even Europe in general. Yeah. So my dad was in the army, and I woke up from this dream, and I had some crazy dreams. We're going to talk about dreams on this oh, on yeah. this podcast Definitely. here. Definitely. Um. Oh, I don't want to spoil this. Then. Save it. I'll Just save, save it. it. It's a good this one. This is a great one. Yes. Anyway, my imagination is vivid. So. Uh. All right. Monster Squad was like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And my family was hardcore G and PG. And every now and then we could watch a PG movie. Now, you guys know that PG and PG-13 uh, then is like pretty racy now. Yeah. I mean, they talk about yeah. some really raunchy stuff. Oh, my stuff. gosh. I definitely watched movies as a kid that I would not let our kids mm-hmm. watch. I know. Well, we've tried to watch certain movies as um, as adults with the kids. And immediately, things that were not a, um, a concern back then about sharing with your children uh, derogatory terms against uh, yeah, our racial slurs or, community. yeah, homophobic words. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. All the time in so many 80s movies. It's awful. It's insane. So showing that to the kids, I almost feel guilty in some ways. You should feel guilty. I feel guilty. (laughs) And I have to like pause it and be like, all right, kids. Right. And we got to teach them a little lesson about the 80s. Well, sure. It's definitely an opportunity for growth and learning, 100%. but, But yeah. And especially with our kids who are social justice- oriented yes. big time it's super important to them which i absolutely adore and love but there are movies that i would never let them watch now and if they did start watching them and those topics came up they would be pissed they'd be like they what be. the fuck yeah. man this mm-hmm. isn't cool so um Little okay, Monsters so little was monsters. a movie that I didn't really watch until I was much older. Okay, but then you said Monster Squad too. So Oh yeah, mo- those are I two different Yeah. So those Monster are two, Squad is Those are two different movies, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think what's fascinating about Monster Squad, if I'm not mistaken, was filmed on the same lot that Back to the Future was filmed on. Really? I'm pretty sure No, wait, wait, wait. Gremlins. Oh, okay. Gremlins. That makes more I think sense. Gremlins and Monster Squad were filmed on the same lot. That makes more the sense. The town square was a very famous, like, like widely used town square. Well, yeah. Hollywood. Um, I may be wrong, so uh, leave us a comment if I am, but don't bash us too hard. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Uh, what about Bob? Uh, he's been 
on this kick, you guys. He wants to watch this movie. And I just, I love Bill Murray. I really, really love Bill Murray. But this movie's kind of painful. Like, I just feel for Richard Dreyfuss's character so fucking much in this movie. I'm like, can the man catch a break? Like, no. I just, no, no. Obviously, he cannot. Uh-uh. And Richard Dreyfus does such a fantastic role. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he is wonderful. I think he even develops a twitch. <laughs> right? He's so good at it. All right. What About Bob was a, a movie that my uh, parents loved and would giggle and laugh about. I can no literally hear your mom cackling watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I could totally hear her. She did. My father would uh, chuckle and uh, was not a very uh, boisterous laugh laugher. Right. Um, but he, he laughed a lot at, at this one. This was a movie in which I truly... I don't like that I like it. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. It's an obnoxious movie. It is. <laughs> that is the absolute best word to describe this movie. It's obnoxious. But there's something about it that I want to rewatch. And I, and only recently. I mean, it's not like I've talked about it for years. N- no. Every so often it'll come up. But this week it's come up several times. A few, few times in the past yeah. few weeks. All right, so there we go. Um, let's uh, work. Um, okay, uh, you sent me this one, Swiss Army Man, and we yeah. talked about it last week. Yeah, so when we were talking about um, your man crush on Dan Radcliffe, yeah. um, and you mentioned Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I really like Daniel Radcliffe a lot, and he is an excellent actor. But again, this was a really painful movie to watch it was so um poignant and sad yes and i love sad movies i know you're such a sap for that stuff and i just have a really really hard time watching sad movies movies for me are so much about escapism and about um fantasy and about making me feel good And especially in this day and age, I mean, the last two years have been kind of a shit show in the world. I mean, let's be honest, the world has been a shit show for quite a while. But, you know, the last two years have have been pretty hard on people all over. And so watching a sad movie, I I can't. Like, it's just too, it, it hurts me. Like, it hurts too much. Lest anyone think that I'm, like, the heartless bitch who's not nostalgic or sentimental, that is the exact opposite. I am all, all full of sentimentality, and I think that's why it's hard for me to watch movies like that, because it it hurts me. Yeah. Um, We want to connect and relate to those movies, and I think that's, I I feel like that's where I, um, I I know... uh, there may be a, a variety of listeners here in terms of age. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we're in our 40s now. I'm 42 or 43. You're 42. You'll be 43 at okay. the end of the month. Uh, I forget after 41 <laughs> how old I am until I get close <laughs> to my late 40s. And then there we go. Right. My 30s was, I was like, I'm, no, no. Anyway, <laughs> so we're in our 40s. 
And I feel like at this point in many of our lives, if you're uh, in, a, in a similar age bracket, uh, we've all uh, suffered some loss or, or trauma in some way. And I think, uh, unfortunately, we, I had um, experienced it not super early, but, uh, but in my teens. Um, and so I feel like sad movies uh, or contemplative movies, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I feel justified in the feelings that I have. Yes. So it's like therapy for you. Yeah. You, it resonates with you and yeah. you relate to them and it's like a shared camaraderie mm-hmm. between you and the characters who are going through things. You're like, yes, I feel that I've been there. I, I get it. And you really, it really resonates with you. And it is, um, it is therapeutic and it is a way for you to kind of heal. And for me, it is the opposite. It just makes me sadder. Yeah. You know, like I've never been the person that when I'm sad or I've gone through a breakup or, something bad has happened or traumatic, I don't have a crying song. You know, I don't have a song that I want to listen to to, like, make me cry and, like, no. get it out. Mm. But a lo- I know a lot of women who do. I've never really talked to men about that, but I didn't I had, even know it was a thing. Yeah, so one of my clients, who is also a dear friend, we went to college together, we were talking about that um, the last time I was with her. She said that her daughter and her the two of them had had this conversation about what their sad song was, what their crying song was, and that they instantly knew what the other one meant. They were like, oh, yeah, this is a song when, like, when I'm going through a depressive phase. This is a song that I listen to that makes me like, you know, you kind of like wallow in it a little bit and like let that sadness be there. And, and it's a, honestly, it's a healthy way to process those sure. feelings. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, I don't have a song like that because I don't want to. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You're like, I ain't got time for that. I don't have time for that. No. It's not, it's not how I deal. No. And I definitely deal with my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how I choose to do it. And sad movies are that therapeutic release for some people. And I think they definitely are for you. They are. But they are not for me. It just makes my heart hurt even more. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Swiss Army Man is about a, a a young man who has fallen in love with a young woman, and I don't know that they're necessarily young. They're probably in their twenties. Well, that's young. Maybe we're in our forties. Maybe thirties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. She's married with a kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Dan plays a dead body. Right. He's like, dead. He's the dead. Whole time. It's incredible. It's so There's, it's weird. so imaginative and strange yeah. and melancholy and sad and hopeful. And then it the is. end comes and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. It is all of those things. Yeah. It really is melancholy. Um, and it's done well. This is a piece of good cinema. Yes. It is done very well. It is uber creative and like I've never seen anything like it. But shoot me now. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> All right. 
Next up, we've got um, bad horror movies. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> I used to stay up late watching USA Up All Night. USA Up All Night. There you go. Uh-huh. To catch a glimpse of side boob or titty or something. Just hoping you're going to see some skin. Yeah. And Good old rub one out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I didn't have cable as a kid, so yeah. We yeah we we got we had we had cable. Um, we ended up with cable for a while, and it it, it, it kind of stuck. Uh, so so this, uh, USA up all night. Uh, I think was my first introduction into the Toxic Avenger. Ah. Which I think was a uh, uh, edited from. It might have not been USA Up at Night that had Toxic Avenger. I don't know. That was such no, an it was indie. Cinemax, I believe. It was such an indie movie. I mean, it is such and an indie movie. I mean, you guys know as well as I do that uh, old bad horror movies have to have one thing and one thing only, and that's some tit. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, there's going to be tits in it somewhere. Right. It's going to happen. So, as a result... I started watching horror movies because they would show me some skin. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We got some serious psychological um, association going on here, <laughs> sir. I don't know if you know, but my wife here is was a psychologist. Yeah. It plays a big role in our relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mm. Hiccup. Hiccup. No, I'll say it again, that uh, it takes a psychologist to fall in love with me. I don't think that's true, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So along with the Tox Avenger was the Basket Case and really any other horror movie that yeah. you're not going to like. No, um, I don't do horror movies. I have watched them. I've watched plenty, unfortunately. I have terrible nightmares if I watch horror movies, so it's um it's not worth it. And you know, I saw some of the Freddy Krueger movies in the theater as a kid. Yeah, I know. Can you believe my mom took me to see that? And my mom is a big old scaredy cat too. But that's amazing. So I've seen those. I've seen the Scream movies. I didn't. I've only seen one. I've. I forget. I know there's several. I've seen at least two or three of those. Um, I saw a scary movie. Oh, God, it's another dumb movie that should be on the list. <laughs> just one time is enough in a lifetime to see that movie. But I just, I'm a big wuss about that stuff. I don't enjoy being scared. I didn't even like playing hide and seek as a kid because I didn't want somebody to find me. Because I didn't like being startled. Did you like the clown in the box? The, the jack in the box? Fuck no. Yeah. Throw that shit out the window. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't want to be startled. I don't want to be scared. <clears throat> I damn sure don't want to spend two hours watching a scary movie. That I'm then going to be like anxious and worked up. And then freak out all night long. And not sleep. And not sleep. And let me remind you. When... My dear friend Jacqueline and I were living together when you and I started dating. Mm -hmm. Jacqueline loves scary movies and would always want me to watch scary movies with her. And I would always say, no, definitely not, not happening. And then I gave in one time and she talked me into watching the movie Saw. Oh, 
I haven't even seen that yet. <sighs> I have. That's the worst because it combines all of the things that I hate the most in horror movies into one horror movie. It's bloody and gory. It's scary. And it's a mind fuck. It's a total psychological thing where the bad guy is fucking with the minds of people, which really destroys me. Like, I hate that. That abject cruelty is just... That's worse to me than the gore and being scared. Like, I yeah. absolutely hate it. And that I movie agree. is all of that. So, Jacqueline talks me into watching this with her. She's <laughs> freaking out the whole time. I'm freaking out. I'm drinking heavily watching this because it's the only way I can get through it. And then we go to bed that night, and I'm like, this is going to suck. I'm going to have nightmares all night. Well, I never really had a chance to have a nightmare because an hour into sleeping, Jacqueline comes crawling into bed with me. <laughs> And we cuddle the rest of the night because she can't sleep because she's freaked out by this movie. And I'm like, that is it. I'm done. Never again. Not that I minded snuggling with you, Jack. I adore snuggling with you. But yeah, no thanks. That's hard pass. Funny. Mm -hmm. My nightmares tend to revolve around uh, anxiety-ridden circumstances. Sure. I'm in one now. That I dreamt about all night last night. Um, so, uh, I'm into hi-fi audio, right? Uh, Total elitist nerd. I wouldn't say elitist. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, come on. Just, I mean, me. it's fine. Yeah. So. It's okay. Uh, I, I have, um, I'm, I'm, we are, it's, it, uh, I can't even talk no, about this. No, I know. You're so trying to find the right word. I am trying to find it. the right words. I cannot believe that I have a stereo that replicates music the way that it does. It just blows my mind. My first foray into it, I listened to a, um, a system that was like $1.2 or $1.3 million. Uh, and that blew my mind. I was like, holy smokes, I cannot believe that this type of sound reproduction exists. So... Uh, there's a local hi-fi shop here in town um, we're good buds with and you know they're they're really good people and they sent me home with this like killer phono preamp that's won awards and I gotta be honest it is just sounds amazing it's pretty amazing pretty cool uh, so I have a turntable made by another company who is local as well and we know these people and I love the fact that we know who these people are who make this incredible turntable. Support local. That's right. And uh, I reached out to them a few weeks ago and said, hey, I want to talk about phono preamps because I feel like I'm not getting the best out of the turntable. And I'd forgot that I'd, I'd called them, and I never got a call back. And I guess they'd been cycling through some employees recently. And so I eventually went over to this other shop and picked up this preamp to bring home to test out and uh, was posting about it on social media. And I get a call from our friends uh, yesterday. And so he, uh, he's going to come over sometime this week, bring a preamp, and we're going to test it out. And so now I'm stuck with this uh, dilemma of what do I do? Because right. when you take home and test out equipment from a shop, they're almost 99% sure you're, you're going gonna to come buy in it. and just write a check for right, it. Right, right. And so now you're stuck. That's all I, all I dreamt about last and night. And so this is the sort of thing that produces 
an immense amount of anxiety for my husband. Yeah. While he's like hashing out the best way to do this. And the reason it causes you anxiety, my love, is because you care so much. I do. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You want to have the thing that you want the right way and the that meets your needs. But at the same time, you don't want to waste anybody else's time. You're not trying to like be a dick. You want to make sure that yeah. everybody's happy in the situation. Exactly. And that's not exactly it's not gonna happen. And in the end, somebody's going to not get my money and that makes me like bummed out because you know they're both great people sure and and they're both passionate about what they do so i mean you know who has my vote but i know i know but i mean my ears are going to have the vote here right uh, in this one and i'm so looking forward to this um experience to see where where it ends um so yeah um there's are there any other Big time movies. I feel like we're going to end this podcast and there's going to be like 18 different movies that I think of that we joke about all the time. Mm -hmm. But what I really want our listeners to get out of this is that you and I, again, get along really well. We don't fight. Knock on some wood here. We don't have fights. I mean, I'm so happy to say that. And it is the God's honest truth. But we definitely disagree on lots of things. And we have some very lively discussions about things. And we might even raise our voices a little bit because we're trying to talk over top of one (laughs) another to prove prove our points. But um, I think it's funny that as much as we are on the same page so often and about the major things in life, we really, really are. And we see eye to eye on most things. There are these funny little pockets in our relationship about music and movies and how certain things should be done and oh, where yeah. our how anxiety is, should be done. Right, where our anxiety is spent that we actively disagree on. But we laugh and joke about it and we use those things to kind of process yes. that um, part of our relationship. Yeah. And it's really fun. Now, uh, we're not tooting our own horn. No. Uh, I have, uh, you know, as a child, uh, this might be divulging more than I'm sure my mother or even siblings <laughs> would care. But as a as a child, uh, my parents fought, and they and yeah. I know oh my a gosh, lot of our, lot of our parents fought. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I found myself in a relationship where we fought, and I was miserable. Yes. Yes. And when Same. we started dating, I was like, "Here's how it is, and uh-huh. here's what I want. Yep. I don't want to fight. I don't right. want to shout." Yes, he was very, very clear about that. And uh, let's be honest, I am the one in the relationship with the fiery temper. Like, I am definitely the one who will lay some shit down and be like, this is the way it fucking is. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that I have a terrible temper and I've worked really, really hard to um, be in charge of that and not let that run me. And the one and only actual fight I can remember us having was after we were married and we were living in North Avenue and I don't even know what started the whole thing but I got real shitty with you and like stormed out and went and got in the shower and was showering and you came up like five minutes into my shower and you pulled the curtain back and said I didn't like the way that you just talked to me it's not okay for you to yell It's not okay for you to talk to me that way, and I won't have it. 
and you closed the curtain and walked out. And I was like, motherfucker, he well, I just I thought I said that me. you hurt my feelings, too. Well, yeah, I'm sure that was in there. But what I took away from it was you putting that boundary that, like, this is not okay. It's not acceptable. You're not going to communicate with me this way. And it really, like, stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, first of all, he's totally right. Second of all, this is how we, like, learn and process going forward in our relationships because I came from an abusive first marriage where I was treated like shit. And so that was like, okay, whoa, I don't want to be that person in the relationship. <laughs> That's not okay. So you just, it was a big reality check for me. And, and from that point forward, I made sure that I made a really like clear effort to communicate yeah. and be uh, obviously because I know no other way to be very upfront about my feelings, but not be a dick. And yeah. <laughs> like yelling is not okay. So yeah, I don't remember that, but I do remember our discussion about that, and I do remember that I was and I wanted to call or text you all day, but I wouldn't because my feelings were hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think that you had called me towards the end of the day, and we had had a, a, a talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm really glad that we've gotten to this point of communication and I feel like it's, it's the, the, the best way for us to be. It's hard to teach the kids that too. It is. It's challenging, but I think to bring it full circle back to the movie thing, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> we're both very clear about what we like and what we dislike. Oh, yeah. And we're also very clear about like, yeah, that's not happening or also okay sure i will willingly like sacrifice <laughs> to watch this stupid A movie, movie with you. Uh, um but you're way more um forgiving <laughs> than I am. <laughs> that is very true you yeah. are way more amenable to um doing the things that i want to do than i am to doing the things that you want to do yeah yeah I like to have peace. Yeah. And not that I it know. would cause a rift or contention. No, but you're just way more um, laid back about that sort of thing. As we said before, I'm like, yes, no, I like this. I don't like that. Moving on. <laughs> I don't have time for it. <laughs> but somehow we found the balance. We and, have. Um, and I'll, I'll watch What About Bob with you if you want. I, I don't want you to watch it with me. I want the family to watch it. Oh, good Lord. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to try. Okay, we'll try. I'll support try. you in your endeavors. Because Bob is so absurd and so stupid. And yes. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I guarantee you our eldest child will last approximately seven minutes oh, into that cringe. movie. It's got tons of cringe. And then the cringe will kick yeah. in and that child will be gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree 1,000%. Okay. Well, so. thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed our nonsensical rambling about yeah. <laughs> movies. Share with us your movies that you don't like. Oh, please. That your partner does. Please. And if there's something really, really good and juicy, we'll totally talk about it in our oh, next yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, find us on Instagram, mylifecrisis, uh, underscores instead of spaces, because you know how that stuff goes. But thank you, and stay tuned for the next episode.